Welcome to the Aerosphere On Air podcast. This is for anyone working in the IT industry that has an interest around what Arrow is doing in the market and some of our views and opinions on what is going on. With that in mind, I'd like to welcome my co-host, Josie Atkins. Josie, I'm hungry. It's right before lunch. What are you having for tea? Hi, James. Thank you. So, most importantly, what am I having for tea? Found this fantastic new five-ingredient air fryer rice recipe. Oh, everyone's into air fries at the moment. Absolutely fantastic. Helping with the current economy, saving that those pennies, the air fryer is the one. So, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that. And you're making me more hungry as we speak. Um, so... People aren't here to listen to what I'm eating for dinner. It would be a different podcast <laughs> if that was the case, but yes. Um, so just give a bit of an overview to our listeners. I'm Josie Atkins. I'm the UKI Business Development Manager for Arrowsphere. And Arrowsphere is our um, multi-cloud management platform that simplifies the complexity of delivering cloud services to our partners. Awesome. Thanks for that, Josie. And yeah, I'm equally hungry just to fill off that loop. Yeah. What are you having for tea? Well, <laughs> so it's it's right at the start of the week for us when we recorded this podcast and I cooked uh, a roast at the weekend and I've got some gammon left over. And one of my pub classics is uh, egg and chips. Yeah, you read it. You read it right. <laughs> um, so get lots of butter on the eggs. Uh, but I am a big fan of the air fryer. Um, I will share a recipe with you around a burger that I made earlier on last week a five guys burger is uh, like a five guys equivalent burger which is top draw but yeah the air fryer is a must-have um but yeah so just a little bit about me i'm the public cloud director for anything that sits on aerosphere for uk and i so responsible for our relationships with our vendors and also working with our partners on making successful businesses on public cloud but that's enough about us no real agenda or view about what we want to go through, but just I really wanted to touch on what we thought was going on in the industry, any any standout areas. Um, one that comes to mind straight away for me is, is cost control. We are in a, a macroeconomic climate at the moment. You've mentioned about cost saving at home with your air fryer. We as ourselves, as a business, are always looking at cost control. Our partners and our downstream end customers are looking at cost control. Is there any salient points that you're hearing from your interactions with partners or anything that you think that Aerosphere or Arrow can bring to that equation? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a, a really good point and and something that our, our Aerosphere platform addresses quite significantly. So it, cost saving is, is crucial, right, as you mentioned, and we are seeing it more and more in that cloud industry. Sure. We are seeing a bit of an uptake in terms of varying cloud choices and customers maybe reflecting on some of those choices they made a couple of years ago uh, where they perhaps jumped into that cloud transition and weren't necessarily making the choices purely around cost. They were spinning environments up or, or work, moving certain workloads and perhaps those decisions hadn't been fully backed up uh, for the right reasons. Um, and that's led to potentially an overspend in cloud. And I think it's around 10 to 35 percent of organisations are seeing that 
kind of overspend yes. um, around cloud. And, and that almost labels cloud in, in a negative light, which it isn't at the end of the day. I think it's just about having the right skills and, and people around that, that cloud um, shift that's really crucial. So that fits into cost optimization, essentially. Sure. And Let someone say cloud lift and drift. So we've all heard about the lift and shift, but I, I feel like we're at a point in time where everyone's going, and I've even heard some people say cloudflation, mm -hmm. and the costs of everything is going up, and people are, are start to feel the sting of it. Yeah. Would you, would you say that's fair? Yeah, I, I really like that analogy, actually, um, the, the drift analogy, because I think it's realistic to say that the there's certain organisations that aren't just going to shift entirely to cloud overnight. Absolutely. Um, but also it, that that drift piece is it's monthly recurring um, spend or monthly recurring revenue, whichever way you're looking at it. But that can kind of drift into areas that are kind of not prepared for. You've not kind of um, projected those spends because you haven't prepared those environments or you haven't made the right decisions um, based on perhaps demand or something like that. So I think that's really important and actually it's a it's a really good point around our platform because our platform aids um, our partners in giving them the right information. So there's a lot of anal analysis um, coming from through the platform to our partners that tells them kind of projected spends around cloud. So that helps them have those conversations with their clients. Yes. Um, also around kind of budgetary setting and elements like that. So there's really that piece of control that our partners can support their customers in that cloud journey um, because you want that protection really. Yeah, because some people are quick to move to public cloud, not much knowledge on it or not much skill in that certain area, whether it be Microsoft or AWS or GCP in that example, mm -hmm. move, suddenly realise, my goodness, I don't have cost controls in place or maybe someone spun something up internally on a credit card. And then these costs spike and they're left feeling a little bit burnt by it. Um, so having that optimization, those toolings in place. I think Microsoft made a statement a little while ago about an AWS more recently around the ability to put cost controls in. And it, when Microsoft made the announcement that people are looking at their spend and looking at how best to utilize their cloud environments, naturally things will reduce mm -hmm. their spend and, and that that in turn tanks the microsoft stock a little bit but it, it's stabilized again but everyone's going through it every every penny is pinched at the moment everyone's thinking oh my god is that the best use of our our, our it spend to mm -hmm. do that large project are we better doing it another way or, or sweating the assets that we have well and i think organizations know they've got to spend money but when the, the the difficult part there is when you're spending money um, on assets that aren't being utilised correctly. Yes. So it's not about spending money. Um, it's about ensuring that that money is going into the right places for cloud. And I think that's potentially where um, the, the tools like the cost optimization tools are becoming more prevalent and people are utilising them in the right way because it's not to say cloud's been the wrong decision for that customer they just need to be utilizing it correctly sure and that, and that segues nicely into shifting in buying habits now that's something that we are seeing um we've been on a on a, a strong trajectory of growth in in our area 
of a public cloud. You only have to look at some of the numbers that uh, Gartner talk about or IDC, but the acceleration in cloud is, is really strong at the moment. Are you seeing anything from your role and your perspective on the shift in buying habits? I, I've heard it coined the API economy. All these different marketplaces, all these different locations that you can purchase services and subscriptions through, what are you seeing from, from a platform side? Yeah, and no, I think I think that's right. There's a shift in buying habits and and almost a little bit of confusion in the market, probably, because there are multiple marketplaces. I agree with that. Um, I think what's important is when we look at marketplaces or platforms, those that offer choice. Um, and I would say that's a, that's a good thing about Arisphere in terms of the, the multi-cloud element and the amount of vendors and and offerings that we have on Aerosphere is giving our partners and their end customers ultimately that that choice. I think we've certainly seen that acceleration to the cloud. We we knew it was going to happen, um, and it, it seems to be increasing year on year. I think what's interesting is there's certain areas that there's been increases in. So platform as a service, for example, I would say it's certainly increased, and, that, and that's been backed up by Flexera Cloud Report as well as their statistic um, that 87% of organisations are embracing multi-cloud. Um, so I think that multi-cloud element in terms of choice on a platform is really crucial. I think giving our partners um, flexibility um, to buy multi-cloud and support their customers across cloud, but with ease of one platform uh, is really important because they need to, manage their customer behavior in the easiest way at the lowest cost for them so if they're darting across different platforms and, and taking more time that's just going to impact the delivery down to their customer so i think um i certainly think kind of ensuring platforms are um shifting towards that behavior and supporting partners in what their end customers are demanding from them um is really relevant but i think what we'll start seeing more and more is kind of um skills in the yes. right space and if there is the relevant skills because um i think partners are going to be expected to kind of know different vendors and support their, their customers multi-cloud yeah and, and i think you you've hit the nail on the head there and what you've said josie because the end customers might be embracing dual cloud multi-cloud environments but the partner ecosystem especially in the uk and in ireland are maybe skilled in certain areas and yeah, the, the conversation is much broader than it once was on public cloud because then security comes into question and security is an area where there is an abundance of lack of resource to work on security and people are going oh what, what, what's my secure score how do i how do i action and deliver on the bits that are associated to making sure the environments you only have to turn on um, or look at a news article and there are so many Unfortunately, so many companies that are sued or are fined against breaches in, in security or customer data. It's, it's not a day goes by where there isn't a new one in place. So it starts with getting the basics right. In my opinion, you've got to get the basics right. You've got to understand what is your customer environment. Really something really simple, which is still missed by a large proportion of our partners out there is having multi-factor or two-factor authentication on. The amount of subscriptions um, across all multi-clouds that don't have that capability is, is alarming to say the least. And, and that's like leaving your front door open. 
if you leave your front door open, I know where you live. Not exactly to where, but I know the city that you live in. Yeah. I know where I live. I wouldn't leave my front door open. I wouldn't leave it unlocked. No. If you lived in South Africa, you have metal bars and, and all sorts and, and security systems in place uh, to protect what is yours. It's alarming the amount of end customers that don't have that. So security is an angle, that, you know, just to we've covered off cost control. We've covered off buying habits and, and that multi-cloud view, but security Everyone needs to evolve their view on it and be relevant to the partners that they're speaking to. But I don't know if you've got any comments on that. Specifically. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And actually, although we're talking about kind of shifts in behaviour when it comes to the end customer, it's actually shifts in behaviour of these business partners serving them as well. Because gone are the days where you looked at a partner and went, or they're a security specialist or they're a security partner. Because at the end of the day, if any partner is working within the environment cloud, which given the shift and the behavioural change, that is a, a large proportion, then they have to have an idea. They have to have skilled people working around that security element because I think it's been looked at that cloud has almost been put in this in this bucket in the corner and it's a, a different technology stream. But yes. actually, at the end of the day, cloud is just another um, other mechanism. Me yeah. Exactly. Another mechanism um, to, to, to run your business. And therefore, it can't be cloud and security. It's got to be what's your cloud and security strategy? What's your cloud and security um, behaviour? And, and are you ready for that? And actually, our platform in terms of Arrowsphere is not only built on very secure kind of mechanisms such as uh, two-factor authentication and elements like that, but we're now incorporating um, fraud alerts, for example, to really support our partners in understanding if they or their customers are at risk. Because as you say, there's a big element of liability and, and who that sits with. And we really want to protect and support our partners in that. Um, and there are some really exciting security um, features and enhancements that are coming down the line that I'm too early to um, mention. But that that's another it, it's showing that we're kind of preempting where the market's going and we're getting our platform ready for that yeah and and the, the bit that is to add to that we've just a little while ago we've reached iso 27001 and we have uh, the platform is fully capable and secure from that perspective but we need to follow with what the market's saying and what end customers are asking for and there's some stuff in the pipeline that's coming from a, a roadmap perspective which will enhance the security portfolio that the arrow is able to offer thanks so josie i think you've touched on some really salient points there some really interesting bits around where the platform is going from a security perspective how it's at the center we're, we're a partner-led organization we will follow what the demand is within the market we want to make sure that we're putting our best foot forward and supporting the ecosystem that we have and following the, the market trends. We've, we've touched, touched on cost control, shifting the, the buying habits. I just want to leave one statistic with you uh, in terms of the, the spend. So in, in, if we look at last year in isolation, there was $26.5 billion of cloud consumption, which was over-provisioned cost control will come into it, the shift in buying habits, making sure that the environments are secure, getting the basics right. As we've mentioned, we can do all the things that we can do from a platform perspective, but we need to 
make sure that the ecosystem is doing everything they can with their end customers. I'd like to thank Josie for her time. We could talk about this for hours, but we could probably take even more about recipes from an air fryer perspective. But this is this is the first in one of many in the series, which will cover off di different subjects and bring in subject matter experts in certain areas. But thanks for listening and stay safe. Thank you.